Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hear birds chirping. It's just a nice, relaxing setting, and I hope you have a wonderful day. This show will go on for an extra hour today from 11 and 2, and manning the controls back at 93.7 The Fan, the palatial estate, is Matt Harkins. So you can call him at 412-928-9370. He'll put you in touch with me, and we can discuss some of the big options and topics that are going on this week in sports you can follow us also on twitter 93.7 the fan driven by shorty kia pittsburgh's number one kia dealer shop all three locations at shortykia.com text us on the edgar snyder and associates fan text line 412-928-9370 edgar snyder and associates reminds you to text responsibly and our show is brought to you by the good people of allegheny health network health for all doing great work against covid19 pnc bank Make today the day and check out PNC Bank. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Got your back, not your wallet. Ride in style with number one Cochran and Ireland Contracting, the home of the nightly sports call on Pittsburgh CW. All right, again, that number is 412-928-9370. I talked about Deshaun Watson at the beginning because he's fresh off the press. He just got a new deal. Four years. It could be as worth as $170 million with one... 11 guaranteed, which is pretty good money. If that's the case, if those are the numbers, it would be the second richest quarterback uh, or second richest contract, period, in NFL history behind only Patrick Mahomes, who did a very interesting thing this week on the day that the Kansas City Chiefs got their Super Bowl rings. He then presented another ring to his longtime girlfriend and proposed, uh, which was a great uh, thing if you saw it on Instagram for Patrick Mahomes. So he is... Uh, at the top of his game in every way right now as the Kansas City Chiefs look to defend the championship. We're going to talk a lot of the NFL here and another name that's come up, not because he's making any money, because he's been released again, and that would be Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, you might remember, was the 10th overall pick from Arizona. And then the next year they get the number one, they take Kyler Murray, so you knew his time there was uh, limited. And they ended up trading Josh Ro- Rosen to the Dolphins, and that was a trade that landed uh, Arizona some pretty good stuff, a second-round pick, a fifth-round pick. And so Rosen goes there, takes on Ryan Fitzpatrick. He gets the start at the end of the season, one touchdown, five picks. So basically, if you look at his uh, numbers as I was going through his resume today, he's 3-13 and 13 as an NFL starter, 16 starts, 12 touchdowns, 19 interceptions. And yet, there are a lot of people out there who want him to sign with Pittsburgh. And if you know and follow what the Steelers have done, they're not going to react and bring in people like this uh, just because. They haven't done it at quarterback. They had Cam Newton available. 
They had other options there. They just chose not to do it. Uh, they had Leonard Fournette available. He ends up signing with the Tampa Bay Bucks to add to a big arsenal of offensive talent. And they're not going to bring Josh Rosen in. I can't imagine they would do that. They believe in Mason Rudolph, but uh, it's interesting to talk about. Would you be interested, if you're a Steeler fan, in seeing Josh Rosen? Now, you know, they, they've gone through this situation, and they've brought in some quarterbacks who likely you would thought maybe they wouldn't be interested in. Uh, and in this case, a guy is looking for his third team now. And from what I can tell, he was overdrafted. <laughs> I think that's a safe bet. When you're 10th overall, you're expected to make immediate dividends, and Josh Rosen has not done that. So the question then becomes, who does take him? Uh, I just don't see the Steelers going against what they've been saying, and they really like the development of Mason Rudolph. It was a, tr- a tough season for him, a trying season for him in many ways, but I think he got through it. Uh, he learned a lot about himself, a lot about the game, suffered injuries, suffered other uh, situations he had to deal with, like the character assassination that he had to take. Uh, and bottom line is, they like him, and they're not going to supplant him for someone who's been now looking for his third team in how many years now? Uh, three years. So, Josh Rosen, tell me what you think. Would you do it at 412-928-9370? That's one of the topics we're going to talk about. The other thing we're going to talk about is whether or not you believe Marc-Andre Fleury may be returning to Pittsburgh. And the reason I bring this up is because last night, if you watched the Vegas Golden Knights, they rode Robin Leonard again. He had three shutouts in the series against the Canucks. By the way, the Vancouver Canucks are a really good hockey team. And they have loaded up with young talent. They're going to be a force, I think, for several years uh, in the Western Conference. And they gave Vegas a pretty good battle, although Vegas was clearly the better team. And the only reason why that series won seven games is because of Thatcher Demko, who no one ever heard about prior to this. But he's a rookie, got an opportunity with Jacob Markstrom, who could not go. And he gets in there. And like I said in my update, 985 save percentage, 0-6-4 goals against I mean, you don't find numbers like that in a losing effort. But he was the reason why Vegas could not score, had to go to overtime last night, got shut out the night before. They peppered him with shots, game in and game out. And he made some unbelievable saves. If you don't believe me, check out my Twitter account, KD Pomp. You'll see some of them. But Leonard was the guy that they brought in. And they didn't just bring him in to take up space. They brought him in because they saw Vezina caliber guy last year, and the Penguins know all about him because of what happened in that Islanders series. Robin Leonard was really good. Robin Leonard's had a history of alcohol issues and other problems, but he's battled those demons, and now he's had a situation of his career at age 29, which I think is important to remember. He is 29, uh, that he could be looking at a nice contract with Vegas, who cannot afford to keep both Leonard and Flurry, in my opinion, when it comes to the uh, salary. He just can't do it. Uh, I don't know what Leonard will get, but Peter DeBoer really likes him. Alan Walsh really does not. Alan Walsh is <laughs> Flurry's representative who took to Twitter and put a Peter DeBoer stick right through Mark Andre Flurry, backstabbing. And that's the kind of you know situation that Fleury and his agent find himself in. Mark Andre Fleury is not the kind of teammate who's going to ruffle anybody's feathers. He's not going to come in and demand to play. He's not going to do that. He didn't do that here. His agent did. He didn't. But he's also 35. 
and he may be very well looking for a role with somebody else. Now, what it would take to do that is Vegas would have to take some of the money and if, if they're going to make a trade. And like I said, if they believe Leonard's their future, fine. They'll sign him and Flurry will be dangled out there. There's also buyout possibilities. You, you know, if you're in that situation, uh, you know, Vegas could buy him out and it would save the, whoever picks him up uh, a lot of money. So there's a potential that that could happen. And the reason is because clearly the Penguins are going to trade Matt Murray. I don't think there's any question. It's just a matter of to whom and for what. If you go by what you saw this week in terms of a return, Jake Allen, who was a pretty good goaltender for the St. Louis Blues, was switched over to Montreal. They got a third-round pick. Now, his job is to go and be a backup to Carey Price. But still, he's a pretty good goaltender. got a third-round pick. Matt Murray has a bigger resume, so Matt Murray should get more, and I'm sure it would be a package deal with somebody else because the Penguins need to get under the salary cap. But what do you think about Mark andre Fleury coming back to Pittsburgh, potentially? Would you like that? And if so, what would he be here? Would he be a backup to Tristan Jari? Would he be someone who can split the show with Chris, Tristan Jari? What would he be? What would he expect to be? He's a good teammate, so I don't think he'd be trouble, that's for sure. But that's going to be interesting to, to follow up and see what happens in this offseason, which is totally different than most offseasons, obviously. But that's, uh, you know, Vegas is going to be a team that could very easily win a Stanley Cup here, the way they're playing. they got a good mix of size. they got a good mix of speed. they got good goaltending. They're disciplined. They know how to make it hard on other teams in their own zone, which is what they've done. Big guys, fast guys, and they've taken advantage of what the NHL gave them in terms of the uh, opportunity to be an expansion team and all the things that come with it, much more than most expansion teams ever got. But this is their second trip to the Western Finals in three years. That's never been done before by an expansion team. Seattle will be next up as an expansion team, and Ron Francis and his people there are probably saying, hmm, I see what you did to Golden Knights. You better make sure we get that same sort of treatment. And that could be a team that could be, you know, loaded to start. And that's what Vegas was, I thought, a couple of years ago. But a very good team, a very good job by Peter DeBoer, who took over that team after Gerard Gallant was fired. Uh, they're going to be a tough out. Dallas is an interesting team. They're going to face Dallas in the next round. Dallas eliminated Colorado, which I did not see happening. Now, the Avalanche, to their credit, were down 3-1. They fought all the way back, forced game seven, and then forced overtime yesterday. And in that overtime, a rookie who had been a healthy scratch. This is why I love sports, because you get stories like this out of the blue that come out of nowhere. Joel Givarante had a hat trick. He didn't... You know, this is a young kid who was probably just saying, oh, I just want to contribute in some way. He ends up having a hatcher. Very good player. And uh, so Dallas goes on a wins that game, 5-4 to four in overtime. So it's Dallas, Vegas, in the West. And tonight you're going to see the winner of the Flyers-Islanders go on to take on Tampa Bay. That's another Game 7 coming up. This bubble has been filled with uh, drama. There's no question about that, and I think that's good for the game of hockey. But in that series, the Flyers, have all three of their wins have been overtime. And the Islanders had them down 3-1. Barry Trotz's teams normally know how to win before it ever gets to a Game 7, but give the Flyers some credit. And it was wonderful to see Oscar Lindblom. He came back seven months after being diagnosed with cancer. A 23-year-old, very talented kid. And I think everyone, including the Penguin organization, uh, Mary Lemieux, who offered advice during his uh, you know, chemo travels and everything he had to go through, um, so this is a great story that you see with Philadelphia. And for that reason, a lot of people want to see the Flyers do well. Uh, I'm not so sure I speak for a lot of people in Pittsburgh, but generally speaking, those are the kinds of stories that kind of 
um, you know, uplift you. And the Flyers will be riding their young goaltender, Carter Hart, against the Islanders and Simeon Varlamov, who's played extremely well. Uh, they've used Thomas Grice, but I don't expect them to do it again tonight. It'll be Varlamov, who I thought played pretty well the other night as well. 412-928-9370. So we'll start there. We'll start with Josh Rosen. Do you think the Steelers should make a returning to Pittsburgh, and would you want him back? And if so, what would his role be? All of that is on the table as we continue here, 11-2 on Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan. So get your calls in. Matt Harkins is waiting for you. He will line you up and let you know what you got to do to get on, and I'd love to hear from you about that. And we'll expand into some other topics as well, including baseball, uh, NBA, if you so choose. Whatever is on your plate, call me. All right, welcome back. It's the Bob Pompiani Show. We go on till 2 o'clock today, so have an extra hour for you. So if you'd like to chat, I know it's a beautiful day out there, but call me at 412-928-9370. That is the number to call. And once again, I want to remind you about our sponsors who do a wonderful job with us. I'm very appreciative to all the people there, including Allegheny Health Network, AHN on the frontier of advanced specialty care, and they do a wonderful job against COVID. PNC Bank, make today the day. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, number one Cochrane. Go one better with number one Cochrane. Ireland Contracting. Visit IrelandContracting.com. 412-928-9370. That is the number to call if you'd like to talk about some of the things I've brought up in the first hour, which were Josh Rosen, uh, and if the Steelers have a need for him, uh, I don't think they do, but some people out there may have a different opinion about that. Uh, he was 10th overall, and you'd expect bigger results than what they've seen. 3-13 and 13 starting record, 12 touchdowns, 19 interceptions. Keep in mind, Mason Rudolph, uh, in his real rookie season, even though it wasn't technically last year, first opportunity to play, had 13 touchdowns, 9 picks, and went through an awful lot. So I think the Steelers like where he is. Um, and we'll see beyond that what happens with their roster. By the way, the Steelers now are concluded with their training camp. It was different. They're going to be converting and moving back to the south side uh, over the weekend, and they're going to resume practicing there. And just so you know, uh, we have the Mike Tomlin Show coming up every Tuesday, the, the press conference on CW, and the Mike Tomlin Show, which is on Saturday nights, 1135 KDK-TV. That starts next week in advance of their first game, which is Monday night against the Giants. Um, but this is a team that... This, like all teams, didn't have an opportunity to get any kind of play uh, at all uh, in this preseason. No games. It's hard to assess where they really are. Uh, you have to pick and choose when you get over there to watch certain things, and you make conclusions based on that. I know one thing uh, Kevin Colbert said to uh, the morning show last week, that uh, apparently they're not comfortable with seeing a lot of Chase Claypool or Alex Highsmith, the top two picks of this draft for them right off the bat, just because they haven't seen him in uh, competitive situations. I can tell you that from all the people I've talked to, uh, Claypool's going to be somebody to watch as he goes through the season. He may not have the number of catches that you would expect from someone who's that highly drafted, but it's the quality of those catches I think that you'll notice. Uh, he's not going to get snaps ahead of Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster and James Washington, but he can contribute, especially in the red zone. He's a big body. He is you look at his size, almost as big as uh, Eric Ebron for a tight end. I mean, he's a he's a great blocker, and he's also a kid who enjoys playing special teams. And he was uh, very good at that at Notre Dame, and I would expect to see him in that situation there. As far as Alex Highsmith, more of a uh, you know longer range kind of project, but very talented guy. They saw him, even though a lot of people questioned what they were doing going down to Charlotte to get him. 
but they believe he can be an answer moving forward. This team is a veteran team. It's a team that should be able to do extremely well, especially with Roethlisberger at quarterback. Again, it all comes down to health. If he should remain healthy, uh, you know, they're going to score their share of points, which should make it much easier on this defense to do what they do, playing with a lead as opposed to playing from behind a lot. And I think that's important for a defense. You can tee off more. You take more chances. Uh, you also can dictate terms a little bit better. So do they have weaknesses? Sure they do. I think the offensive line, we've not seen David DeCastro uh, a lot in this training camp. He's been injured a lot, and he hasn't gotten all that much work. Uh, you know, this is like every position in the NFL when it comes to salary cap issues. Uh, you don't have a lot of depth. Uh, there'll be a new starting left guard. That'll be uh, Matt Filer. They brought in Stefan Wisniewski to be the backup or start, and he can do both, and he's a really reliable guy who's won two championships. He knows what it takes. But that also means that right tackle, instead of Filer now, you have Chukso Korafor or Zach Banner. It's a two-man battle still unresolved, it looks like. But if any of those guys gets injured, they're going to need production from other guys behind them, and that's where it becomes difficult, I think. Uh, injuries often dictate how an NFL team will do. We saw that last year with quarterbacks, certainly. That's the most important position. But other positions on a uh, team like Pittsburgh, I mean, that's you're looking for depth. Offensive line would be a depth concern, potentially. Inside linebacker could be a depth concern, potentially. Uh, they've experimented with Marcus Allen, who they like, and played a little inside linebacker, kind of a hybrid situation at Penn State. Uh, they need depth back there. So I think if you're looking at it from that point of view, uh, they can do all of that. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all starts. The actual season begins next Thursday night, uh, and that will be the first game of the NFL season, and the Steelers will play on a Monday night. Again, the big news today, in case you missed it, Deshaun Watson signs a $177.54 million deal with Houston, 111 guaranteed. That makes him second behind only Patrick Mahomes when it comes to those types of contracts. And uh, we'll see. But I'd like to hear your take on Steelers and what you think they may do. I'm going to go optimistic, as I often do, because I think they, uh, if you look at it on paper, that's a very good team. Uh, in a year where no one's had an opportunity to practice, get into game action, get that kind of competitive juices. And I think that hurts teams that have either young coaching staffs, different coaching staffs, uh, younger players are coming in. I don't know what you'd expect from Joe Burrow. Uh, but he hasn't had a game to deal with, and it's a different situation here in the NFL. Is he talented enough to be the guy that, you know, can lead Cincinnati? Sure he is, but can he actually do it? Again, I just mentioned Josh Rosen. There are so many guys, you know, Paxton Lynch, speaking of that, here in Pittsburgh. You know, he's a guy who was a first-round pick, and he ended up doing not much. You get an opportunity here and there, and then release, boom, twice, he's in Pittsburgh, and he can't even beat out Doug Hodges last year. I was surprised by that. You don't know about these quarterbacks, you know. We've seen busts all over the board. So situation with him is, can Joe Burrow actually do what he's supposed to do or what the expectations are so fast without a preseason? And then you look at Baker Mayfield, who I really like as far as a talent. But, again, he's going on four different coaches in four years. And that's a difficult thing for any quarterback to do, especially a young one on a team that has such high expectations these are expectations they put on themselves without ever having done anything. And that's where Cleveland finds itself again this season. Last year, it was the sexy pick to take the Browns to not only win the AFC North, but win the AFC, get to the Super Bowl, perhaps win it. And they once again underachieved. 
Can they do it this year? I, I'm, I'm saying they can be a factor. They'll be a much bigger factor than they were last year because they insulated some of their tackle positions, some of their line, you know, line both sides, offensive, defense. You got to have protection regardless of what you have in the skill position. If you have good skilled people, they'll be made to look worse if you can't protect them. Conversely, if you do, it opens up things. They got a dynamite running game. They got some really talented guys on offense. They need protection of uh, Baker Mayfield. However, since this is you know the weekend before, I'm going to go with uh, Steelers winning the division, 11 and five, Baltimore, uh, 10 and six, Cleveland, 10 and six, and you may see two wild card teams come from the same division. I think it's going to be a very good division. I do. 412-928-9370 is the number to call on that. We'll continue that conversation. I'd like to get your take on it. What do you think? Are the Steelers capable of going and winning the AFC North? In fact, how good do you put them in the AFC altogether? And give me a surprise team you might have. Because I have one that I really like, and I'll let you know about that coming up. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. We go until 2 o'clock today, so we're talking... All right, welcome back, everyone. We continue live until 2 o'clock today. It's Bob Pompiani with you, and have a program note for you uh, football fans. You haven't gotten much in terms of games, in terms of preseason, totally canceled by the NFL. But today on Pittsburgh CW, you want to tune in, we have more of our Steelers Rewind. Last week we had two classic games. We have two more. It starts at 4.30 today on CW. And if you're out and about, you may want to uh, set up your DVR for this. Uh, we have the Steeler 2019 highlight film. That's coming up at 4.30, followed by two great games. we got the 2016 wild, wild, wild card game against the Bengals, which featured that uh, crazy ending in Cincinnati. And then in 7.30 tonight, we have the 2008 AFC Championship game between the Steelers and the Ravens. That's all tonight on Pittsburgh CW starting at 4.30. Join us for the number one Cochrane Sports Showdown. That's tomorrow night at 11.35 on KDKA-TV. And I want to remind you that... You can visit the fan, 93.7, the con, uh, contest page to see how you can win your way into the Pennsylvania Pick'em Football Challenge at BetRivers.com. Sign up now. Win big cash. Prizes are along for the ride. Visit BetRivers.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so I, I teased a little bit ahead here concerning what I think may be surprise teams in the NFL. And I'd like to hear yours. So if you have one, let me know at 412-928-9370. Uh, I think the Steelers can be a surprise in that they missed the playoffs last year, should have made it, fell apart in the last three games. But I think because they returned just about everyone, in a year that's going to go like this, they have experience on their side. That should matter. Matter. They also have Roethlisberger, and hopefully if he stays healthy, you can't see this team not scoring on an average of 20 points minimum a game. And if that's the case, it makes life easier for the defense. But when I say surprise, I'm talking about real surprises. I have two that I'm going to point out to you, and you tell me what you think. In the AFC, and Joe Kopp, our producer who is on with Cook and Joe every day, is going to like my pick here, of Denver. Uh, and at first I was a little reluctant just because I remember watching Denver last year. And I saw them and I said, you know, they were awful to start, 0-4, flipping around different people at different positions. But then at the end of the year, when I think they were 3-8 and at the time, Drew Locke took over. And Joe Kopp has convinced me that Drew Locke is very good at just managing games, I think he can be a big upgrade for them and not make mistakes that were made during their 3-8 and eight start. Drew Locke, under his direction, they finished 4-1. and one. That's fine. They have Pat Shermer, who's a pretty good offensive coordinator, and I think will help him. But what they did in the offseason was even better. 
They had Philip Lindsay, undrafted pro bowler at running back. It didn't stop them from bringing in Melvin Gordon. So they have two guys in the backfield. They had Cortland Sutton, really good on oncoming uh, wide receiver, one of the talented guys over there. But they still brought in Jerry Judy and Penn State's K.J. Hambler. You know, their defense needs to be good, and it has potential to be good. But if this offense can do what I think you're supposed to do, now you reside in the AFC West, which means you're going to have to score points and take on Kansas City twice. Do you have enough to outscore them? I don't know. Uh, but I think they can be a team that you look at, and their record of uh, 7-9 and nine last year could be deceiving. So that's my one pick there. In the NFC, I'm going to look at Atlanta. Just because they always have so much talent, and they always underachieve. But I think, if you remember them last year, they started 1-7. and seven. I'll use the same exact r- r- rationale. They went on a second-half run, and they ended up going 7-9 and nine overall. 6-2 and two their final eight. They brought in Todd Gurley this year. You know, I think that could be a team that is going to be really, really good. And every year in the NFL, you know, we see teams that come out of nowhere to do great things. Mark Schillenberg on Twitter, and you can hit me up at KD Pomp. Uh, he says, I think this big surprise team is going to be the Broncos. He actually agrees with me there. He said, Drew Locke and those receivers, watch out. But it still comes down to defense, and it still comes down to, you know, you got to make sure that you're there to uh, defend when the time is right. And Denver had problems last year making big plays in defensive situations, and they gave up more than they should have. Let's go to the phones at 412-928-9370. We'll begin with Mike in Moon Township. Hey, Mike, how are you? Hey, Bob, great show. Hey, uh, Thank you for Josh calling. Rosen. Josh Rosen. I, I think the guy should be brought in for a look-see. He's younger than Joe Burrow, for God's sake. Yeah, but he's been on two teams, and his performance indicates that he may be overdrafted at 10th overall. You're not worried about that? No, Johnny Unitas was cut. I mean, anybody can get, get the walking papers. Bring the guy in, have a look. They bring on all kinds of guys all year long. Bring in Josh Rosen, maybe he's a diamond in the rough. Well, Arizona didn't think so, neither did Miami. I understand what oh, you're yeah, saying. A lot of people Ryan may agree, but... I love Ryan Fitzpatrick as a quarterback. Not, not a starter. No, just you know, you know what you get with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh Rosen. He's a young kid. I'm telling you, he's younger than Joe Burrow for God's sake. Yeah, but fine. Uh, they brought in Paxton Lynch to use the same analogy. He was a number one pick of the Denver Broncos. Went to two other teams. Steelers brought him. He can't even, you know, win the third job behind uh, Duck Hodges. So. Just because they're drafted 10th and they're young doesn't mean they're worth that pick. I haven't seen enough of John Ro- of Josh Rosen to make me think that he's capable. Yeah, he'll, he'll get another chance because he was a 10th overall pick. The question is, if you're the Steelers, you know, they put a lot of time and effort in, in Mason Rudolph. I think they believe in his development. And the one thing about them, they believe that they can develop guys. And, and that means maybe they believe they can bring the best out of Josh Rosen. But I just don't see them making that move. But thank you, Mike. I appreciate the call at 412-928-9370. I know there are a lot of people out there who believe that you can go out and bring in anyone and turn them around. It's harder to do that than, than you would think. Um, and again, Paxton Lynch is, is, the, is the guy I'll look to. Uh, I thought it was a good pickup for them last year to bring him in. I really thought he would emerge as someone who would play before the end of the year, and he didn't. And I don't know exactly why other than, you know, he just didn't. Do what they thought he could do, which would be three teams now souring on him in terms of his performance. 
And, you know, because you're a number one pick, you're going to get many opportunities. Other guys will not get. But at the same time, when you get those opportunities, you better make them stand because the further away you are from being that number one pick, <clears throat> then you're in a situation where you're probably going to, uh, you know, not get it, more of them as you move along. I just think Josh Rosen was overdrafted. I thought so when he was drafted, uh, and, and I still believe that today. Can he be a serviceable guy in the NFL? Probably at some point, but I just don't think it's going to be now. See what Brad in Crafton has to say. What's up, Brad? You like Josh Rosen? Hey, would you bring him in? And if so, who would you get rid of? Well, I, I'm not saying who I'd get rid of. I, I'd rather have uh, Josh Rosen than Hodges. I think that Rosen didn't really get a fair chance in Arizona. 3-13 uh, and 13 for a really bad team his rookie season, and they pretty much Arizona, meaning they only gave up on Rosen because they had the opportunity to get Tyler Murray, and I don't. And then Rosen went to a new team his sophomore year and another bad team, and he he just didn't get a I I think a solid look and a solid enough opportunity. I think uh, it'd be a great chance for the pitch, for the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, if they did it, I certainly wouldn't be surprised just because of who he is and what uh, he represents in terms of being a young quarterback who could still turn into something good. I mean, obviously Arizona thought that when they drafted it. Obviously Miami thought that when they gave up a lot to trade for him. Now he's just out there, and we'll see if anyone takes a shot. It's kind of late in the process to do it, but I, I would be shocked if a team didn't take him. I just don't think the Steelers will be that team. But you're right. We'll he may have, end up, you know, getting in a good team and be an opportunity to to, to get some confidence because I think he lacks confidence. If you look at some of the tape on him, uh, he's not doing what, and he's under pressure, getting happy feet, throwing balls where he shouldn't. He needs to get away from that and get better. But it starts with being on a better team. I agree with your assessment there. Well, have a good Labor Day weekend, Bob. Yeah, you too, Brad. Thank you. Appreciate that. I'm sure a lot of people will be doing that. Uh, we got two more hours to go on the show, and then it'll be the nationally acclaimed Andrew Filipponi CBS National Radio Show coming at you at 2 o'clock up until the Pirate Baseball pregame show begins at 5. Pirates involved at 7.05 tonight with the uh, Cincinnati Reds. And I'm going to talk about the Pirates in the next hour. I want to get your take on something, because everyone who I've talked to who believes the Pirates, and they are a bad team, you know, they're, they're one of the worst teams they've had in a long time. But they're also trying to figure out what they got. And it would certainly help if they would get the number one overall pick. And people have said that as a way of operating. Be bad, get the number one pick. Kumar Rocker's out there. This is a guy who supposedly is you know, one of those guys you want to bring in and could be a stud pitcher. However, the Pirates have some company at the top or the bottom as they are. <laughs> We're going to tell you about that and whether you believe the Pirates should just tank out and I'm not saying performance-wise, these guys need to go out and perform, but if you, if you have control over that in terms of what kind of lineup you can do that, trying to get a number one pick, should they do it? But they have competition. We'll talk about that as we continue. But right now, I want to talk about the weather. Because if you look outside, you'll see that it's a beautiful day. Yesterday was one of the best days ever. Uh, just fantastic, high in the mid-70s, sunny, no humidity. Well, today you're going to get another dose of that, only a little hotter Mostly sunny and pleasant, uh, high of 78 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 57. Tomorrow, another beautiful day, high of 80. And fan weather is brought to you, as always, by Sun Chevrolet. Check them out. 
with all the great deals, Sun Chevrolet. And when we come back, more open calls all the way until 2 o'clock today at 412-928-9370. Give me a shout. Love to hear from you. This is Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. I'm Bob Pompiani. We continue after this update and a word from your local sponsors. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 